This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Of course I would schedule a golf game this afternoon. It looks like it's going to rain. Ah, little drops of water won't hurt us. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I was just telling Charlie during the break, our buddy Doug Turnbull, he does traffic for flagship station, WSB. He would have like traffic Viagra this afternoon looking at the scene down in Miami, my goodness gracious, they have like interstates blocked. Uh, all the roads are blocked as a as a motorcade for the former president heads to the courthouse in Miami. It is happening now uh, at 3 p.m. He will appear before a federal magistrate. Uh, as the, the cryon now says, historic arraignment. Yes, it is historic. A massive number of supporters outside the courthouse. Uh, there are some people there who are concerned about violence. I'm not really that concerned about violence. They, they That's what they say now whenever there's a gathering of folks where there could be violence. Um, look, I'm happy to take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. Let me just go back through this because I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time. In fact, I was going to bury it at the end of the show, but given that it, He's on his way there now, and uh, there will be the courthouse sketch and, and all of that. There will be no photography in federal court. Federal courts don't have cameras. Uh, federal courts have court. Um, they, they, they draw. They're, they're the painters. They make good money. They can sell the sketches. Uh, the, the, uh, you're going to have Trump there. The arraignment will be they, they will present the charges. There are 37, I think, charges against Donald Trump and they will present them in federal court. And for each one, he will be asked, uh, how do you plead guilty or not guilty? He will plead not guilty for all of them. And that'll be it. It'll be very anticlimactic. We already know what's going to happen. Uh, there will be a mug shot. It will probably be released. He will be fingerprinted. That will not be released. And then he will go to the court and they will read the charges. It'll be the magistrate. It will not be uh, Aline Cannon, the federal judge. It'll just be a magistrate judge. And then he will, he may make a statement beforehand, probably will wait until afterwards, and then he'll go home. And that's it. That's it. Uh, once that happens, once that happens, 
the lawyers will begin to argue and make motions. There will be a discovery process. So here's the thing. Um, Our criminal justice system in this country is amazing. It is something every single one of you should be proud of, whether you uh, are question the the logic of the courts now and, and the political motivations. You should be proud of our system in this country of criminal law. The prosecutor is required to hand over everything they intend to use. There can be no surprises in our system. In some systems around the world, not only are there surprises, but in some systems, the defendants are presumed guilty and have to show they're innocent. Now, that's the rarity around the world, but it happens. In this country, the the defendant is presumed guilty, or innocent, rather. Donald Trump is presumed innocent of every single accusation. Now, you would never know that from the way the media is covered. And I've noticed, for example, Remember when Dylan Roof went into that AME church in Charleston, South Carolina, and and killed all those people? He was alleged to have killed all those people. And every time they talked about it, he was the alleged shooter. He allegedly killed all these people. With Donald Trump, you don't get that in the media. Everybody in the media is like, oh, no, he did it. He did it. The presumption of innocence goes away exclusively for Donald Trump in the press. Now, I, some of you say, well, you don't say alleged. I don't say it for anybody. I didn't say it for Della Roof. Uh, it, 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 it's a, a lawyerly CYA for, for all, these, all these people. But he is presumed innocent until proven guilty. The prosecution has to give the defendants everything. There can be no surprises. It's called the discovery process. In a civil litigation hearing, the, the defense and the, and the plaintiff have to trade documents. In a criminal, the, the prosecution's got to give them everything. There can be no surprises. And the defendant doesn't have to do anything. In a civil trial, the defendant is usually forced to testify. In a criminal trial, the defendant cannot be made to answer anything. He doesn't have to. He does not have to testify. It's a remarkable, remarkable bias towards the defense. And typically, in these situations, you need a unanimous jury. Not in every situation, but in most situations, in criminal trials, you need a unanimous jury of twelve people, who are randomly selected based on a voter file, who tend to be the twelve dumbest people who couldn't find an excuse to get out of the jury, and they get to. <laughs> They, they get to be the ones, a jury of your peers. Now, some people say, well, then he needs like 12 presidents and we don't have enough alive. No, no, no. 12 residents of Southern Florida who are on the voter file will be summoned to be jurors to weigh the evidence and make the decision. And it's binding. What they decide, if they decide he's not guilty, it's binding. If they decide he's guilty, he gets appeals. And where does he appeal? He appeals from a Trump-appointed judge to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals headquartered in Atlanta, where the majority of them are Republicans and a significant portion of them are Trump-appointed. And if he wants to appeal from there, it goes to the United States Supreme Court, where three of the nine justices were picked by Donald Trump. It is an extremely fair system 
for the defendants. The unfairness may or may not come from the politically motivated prosecutor and the Department of Justice, but you get a a randomly selected jury where the defendant gets to strike people from the jury who might be biased against them, argued before a Trump-appointed judge with appeals to a Republican-majority 11th Circuit and a Supreme Court that is conservative. It's a great system. It is a system that provides overwhelmingly for the defendant to make a fair case. Now, I'm looking at the the live shot outside the courthouse. There's a massive display of people with flags for Donald Trump. A lot of American flags, a lot of Trump 2024 flags, massive crowd of people, lots of reporters, there's security, Way more people actually at this than in New York. There really were not a, there wasn't a massive, massive protest on his behalf in New York. But here in Miami, I mean, you, you got a ton of people and it's a short drive. You come over from Sarasota, come up, up from Jacksonville, wherever, uh, flood this area with your Trump flags and your MAGA hats and you have the president's back and he's allowed it. So another benefit of our system, the right to peaceably assemble and protest in support of or opposition to someone or something, and they're doing it on his behalf. They're there to cheer the president of the United States. They think this prosecution is politically motivated, and they get that. There are a lot of people, a lot of people in this country right now who are very down on our country. There are a lot of progressives and a lot of conservatives these days who are down on our country. Conservatives don't like the cultural rot. Progressives don't like what they feel is like the the strong Christian conservative influence. They don't like Donald Trump. They're ashamed that a nation would elect Donald Trump. The right is appalled that the nation would elect someone like like Joe Biden. There's a lot of self-loathing in the country right now on the left and the right. They they don't like the country. There's actually a a core of people on the right who openly flirt with – authoritarian places like Hungary or even China. I've, I've seen voices on the right praising Chinese cultural policy. I'm watching the live feed. Donald Trump is getting into his car, driving to this courthouse. There are protesters outside the courthouse cheering him on, waving his flag. What a remarkably great country we have. We're not a perfect country. We're always striving to be a more perfect union, but what a great country we have. We have a system that gives the defendant every protection, including from malicious prosecutions and political prosecutions. You're presumed to be innocent. The prosecutor has to hand over every bit of evidence they have. You get to challenge any piece you wish to challenge. And he, this man, is before a judge he himself appointed, ultimately not today with the magistrate, but ultimately with a judge he appointed with an appeal to a court that he packed, with an appeal from there to a Supreme Court that is six to three conservative, three of whom he appointed. He gets every benefit of the doubt in court. The prosecutor must prove everything. He must do nothing. Just defend himself. He doesn't have to testify. What an amazing system of laws. What an amazing system of justice. The system does work. It's not perfect. We are a nation full of sinful people. Of course we're not perfect. Of course it has flaws. But anybody watching any of this, you may be appalled he's having to go through this. You may be appalled that that, that he, he is 
depending on your political persuasion. But what a wonderful, wonderful system we have in this country for defendants. I have been a criminal defense attorney, and I tell you that I never once represented a person who was innocent, and every single one of them was given the benefit of the doubt of being them presumed to be innocent. Every single one of them was treated respectfully. Every single one of them, the court systems gave them the benefit of the doubt, and me as their attorney the benefit of the doubt because they were the defendant. We are a nation that has flaws, and they're always on display, and there are a lot of people who obsess over and pick at the flaws, and they don't appreciate just how great this country is. You can be appalled that the former president is being put through this, but you should appreciate that the system into which he enters today to plead not guilty is a system that bends over backwards to protect the fairness of his defense and of him and protects the integrity of the rule of law. And at the end of the day, it is a system that is premised on the fairness of the American people to hear evidence and render a verdict against their fellow American. And I would rather go up in front of a jury of my American peers than those of any other country on the planet. So for all of its flaws, still the best thing on the planet. Vision Computer has over 3,000 five-star Google reviews and an average phone answer time of just 15 seconds. When you call, you won't be stuck navigating endless automated menus. A live person's going to answer the phone and help you solve your problems. You know, I run a business, and it's one reason I love the idea that Vision Computer exists. Because as a business owner, you know you've got to be efficient you got to have tech support issues resolved quickly, and you got to have your computers work. Don't let your employees suffer in silence either. They may be embarrassed or hesitant to ask for help, but with Vision Support, they can get assistance they need to work more efficiently. Reach out to them. Call 404-COMPUTE or go to visioncomputers.com. In fact, if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask for the Eric Erickson special when you call. They're not going to have it on their website. It's just for you guys listening. Call 404 Computer Day. Ask for the Eric Erickson special. Be amazed at Vision Computer. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is Eric Erickson here. Donald Trump officially arrested by the federal government. That's just part of the process. Went into surrendered, so to speak, to use the lingo, in federal court in Miami. They have booked him, and he will make his way to court to hear the charges against him. How's about we take some phone calls here? 877 973 Seven four two five. Will, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Thank you, Eric. You're right. We definitely have the best criminal justice system in the world with all the constitutional protections and right to counsel and all the things that we have, those protections. And Trump's going to get the benefit of those. You know, but I wanted to point out, I, I listened to his speech in Columbus, and I didn't – he missed the mark. I mean, it was definitely a Trump first, America second, or MAGA second type of speech. And I really think he's going to have to paint the portrait and get his mind wrapped around, you know, it's it's got to be an American thing to win the presidency. It can't just be Trump. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that's going to be part of the problem and that some of the messaging that's being tried by the other candidates is is that it's always about him not the country uh him first not the country i don't know how successful that'll be with uh the strongest most loyal um supporters of the president who who ha- they feel like he has 
their back, so they'll have his back. Um, I don't know, but uh, you you are right, and I, I do kind of worry about his speeches giving ammunition to the prosecutors. He's got to be careful in how he talks about this stuff. Ed, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Oh, hey, Eric. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. I, um, I've asked my question that's been weighing on my mind heavily. I asked this question to the biggest talk show host in the country, and I was very shocked that I was not able to get a clear answer on it. So uh, maybe you can do a bit better because the topic right now is um, how amazing our justice system is, and I, I agree. But one thing that I can't fathom is why over the years with apparently what seems to be smoking gun after smoking gun after smoking gun, we all get frustrated that nothing ever happens to these bad actors, but I don't understand why nothing ever happens. And the only thing that I can you know, assume is that nobody on the good guy side has one single iota of, of authority or power. Is there some other explanation about why someone doesn't come forward and start holding these people accountable? Like, why can we not get any traction on this? Yes, uh, I will tell you the answer, and it's not what anyone wants to hear and probably risks my talk radio show to be fully, completely honest with you. Um, But I'll tell you anyway, uh, because very often the facts as they are portrayed in the media that you and I listen to and talk about are not the facts as understood by the prosecutors. And so the prosecutors look at the situation and say, based on these fact patterns, uh, we do not actually believe we can get a guilty verdict from a jury of 12, therefore we will not pursue it. Uh, While you and I hear our Republican and conservative pundits on television and radio tell us, oh, we've got the goods, we know the details, actually behind the scenes, uh, they probably know other. And, And if you disagree with me on that, then you need to answer why was it Donald Trump did not pursue a prosecution of Hillary Clinton. You can come up with all sorts of apologetic answers, including, well, uh, he didn't want to cross the Rubicon. He didn't want to do uh, the latest one I heard was that, well, the Russia investigation kept Jeff Sessions so busy he couldn't do it. Or it could be that actually um, the prosecutors didn't think they could actually successfully prosecute. Now, the other corollary there, let me save myself here, is that I actually think the prosecutors have an institutional bias towards the Democrats and Hillary Clinton and didn't want to prosecute her for a lot of reasons, and I think they should have prosecuted her. But there's your honest answer, is most times we get outraged about stuff and they just don't think they have the wherewithal to be able to prosecute. In this case, they think they do. Now, I want to talk to you about a group that is being persecuted. That would be Patriot Mobile. The left has come for them with a vengeance because they've been so successful Uh, battling wokes on school boards across America. Uh, They put up conservative parents, and they've beaten the wokes in these school board races. They fund them, and they do it with their profits that you help them generate by moving your business to them. I highly recommend you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric and move your business to them. Patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can call them 972-PATRIOT. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. If you tell Patriot Mobile I sent you, you get free activation with my name. Or just go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. If you get on their website, they have a detailed coverage map. You can see for yourself how great their coverage is. All you do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric or call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them essentially they also give you great discounts. If you're a veteran, a first responder, a teacher, an NRA member, you can even take your existing phone number to them or get a brand new one from them and get those great discounts. Help them grow their profits, grow the conservative movement. They share your values. They want your business. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. 
Hi there, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. I, I, I don't mean to pick fight here. Well, I guess I, I by talking about it, I guess I do. But uh, so Turning Point USA. I don't know if you've heard this, but they've unveiled a ballot harvesting program. They're pitching donors on a big ballot harvesting program and they say it's going to be about $106 million, and it covers three states. I just, it, it just, it sounds grifty to me. It should not take $100 million to ballot harvest in three states. Um, that, that just, that's, in every Republican I've talked to who actually knows how to do this says that's absurd. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm so frustrated with with people on the right taking advantage of donors, and it just it sounds like that's what's going on here, and it, frustrating. So there, I got that off my chest. Now, y'all, we need to talk about oh, one of our favorite topics to laugh at because my goodness, this woman and all of her problems. And now, deep thoughts by Kamala Harris. Talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time. That was Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. You know, Kamala Harris, <laughs> she's such a terrible politician. She just is. She is going to get some cheerleaders, though, bought and paid for cheerleaders. Emily's List is the uh, pro-abortion political group. Uh, and Emily's List has decided they're going to spend tens of millions of dollars to defend and prop up the vice president during the 2024 election. It is politically unprecedented, according to Politico. Politically unprecedented. Why is it politically unprecedented? Because we've never, ever had a vice president who sucked as bad as Kamala Harris. And we've had some pretty lousy vice presidents of the United States, Republican and Democrat, but none have had the charisma of 23-day-old moldy bread until we got to Kamala Harris. She's not good at the job. And we should acknowledge she is not good at the job. We mean no disrespect to Kamala Harris, but she's not a good vice president. And she says some wacky, stupid stuff all the time. It's just, she's, she's bad at the job. In May, when the president was saying that they were a team, it was the Biden-Harris administration, Kamala Harris had no public appearances. The president of the United States was negotiating the debt ceiling. He said they were a team. She had been in the Senate with him. You would think that they would want to, to negotiate together. She had no role to play. She's a terrible vice president. 
she's a boogeyman that Republicans can and will use when it comes to pushing their message, a Republican strategist told Politico, speaking anonymously. A President Harris would be even worse than a President Biden because she campaigned as a progressive fighter and had to moderate herself when she became Biden's running mate. And to be completely frank, she's smart. She's an accomplished prosecutor. She's a U.S. senator. She does have the resume to match. Who the heck Republican gave this quote? Had to be one of those Lincoln Project former Republicans. Kamala Harris is not actually that much of an accomplished prosecutor. Do you know how Kamala Harris got ahead? Well, there's a pun there if you know what I'm talking about. Just Google Kamala Harris and Willie Brown. And that's all you need to know. And that's how she got ahead in life. And then she got elected based on that power support as Attorney General of California, where she was best known for leaving young black men in prison and refusing to hand over evidence that could help those young black men. And then she gets elected senator. She's highly ambitious, but no, you listen to her staff. She's got a massive staff rollover. She's a difficult person to work for. She doesn't do the research. She's not willing to do the prep for the job. And she doesn't come across as a very likable person. The left loves to excoriate Dan Quayle, who is actually a very smart man. They will abide no criticism of Kamala Harris. The problem for the left is that Dan Quayle actually was a very smart person and an accomplished person. Kamala Harris is accomplished. She's built her resume, but she's just not that smart of a person. I know it's hard for y'all to believe, but, but it is possible for dumb people to go far in life. Joe Biden actually is a, well, I mean, he's an accomplished person. Joe Biden is a smart man, but he's too arrogant for his smarts. Kamala Harris is arrogant and has no smarts. Now, wait, 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 wait don't, don't, don't argue with me on the, on, on the smarts for Joe Biden. Here's the thing, he's been around for 50 years. Joe Biden knows a lot of stuff. The problem is Joe Biden knows that Joe Biden is superior to everything, and that causes Joe Biden all the problems he has. It's his ego and arrogance. Joe Biden thinks when he settles on something that that's it. He's a smart person, but he's also very dumb at the same time. Kamala Harris lacks the smarts that Joe Biden has, the institutional knowledge, if you will, of Washington, D.C. That's what makes Joe Biden in that sense smart. He's got the institutional knowledge of Washington. The problem is Joe Biden is also a blithering idiot when it comes to the way he sees the world. You add Kamala Harris to this, she lacks the institutional knowledge of Joe Biden, so she lacks the institutional smarts of Joe Biden. She doesn't know how to bury the bodies, let alone where they're buried, and then she's just not that bright. She got where she was in large part on the power structure that Willie Brown put in place for her. And now you've got Emily's list coming out having to defend her. Tens of millions of dollars to defend the sitting vice president of the United States. That's tens of millions of dollars that will not go to elect swing state Democrats. That's tens of millions of dollars that will not go to save the Senate for the Democrats. That's tens of millions of dollars that will not go to helping the Democrats pick up the House. That's tens of millions of dollars that will not go towards picking up governor's mansions. It will go to helping an incumbent vice president of the United States who is not good enough, smart enough, or likable enough to boost her own image. And every time people have tried to help her, it's blown up in their face. So thank you, Emily's List, for wasting your money. Now, to the phones, 
7425. Mike, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Mike. Eric, thank you for taking my call. Love listening sure. to you. Love your middle-of-the-road assessment on most everything that you do. Wanted to talk to you briefly about the indictment in relation to Trump and his DOJ administration not pursuing Hillary Clinton. You haven't commented about almost immediately upon Trump entering the White House, the Russiagate became almost a cloud over his administration, which Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House, Jeff Sessions was the DOJ. Nobody was sure if this was true or not. In fact, it's now been proven four to five years later that Hillary Clinton and people in her sphere actually used that maybe as a possibility to persuade or shield her from any possible prosecution they may have pursued had that not been brought to the forefront. You're not talking about that at all. Well, okay, I'm not talking about it, Mike. Um, It sounds almost like an apologetic to to explain away something. So they essentially bullied Donald Trump into not prosecuting him, hanging this Russia stuff, which he knew wasn't true over their head. So he was stymied by a false accusation from pursuing a truthful accusation against Hillary Clinton? I think that's very possible. You, well, I mean, why, why the hell would we reelect him then if, if he can be bullied well, no, by a false listen, allegation? We're not, but we're not talking about his reelection. I'm not talking about his reelection. I'm just talking about we can't continue to push the narrative that the, his the, he, he, I'm not listen. His his indictment is completely on its own merits. I get it. I agree. There's some crazy stuff there if you look at the actual indictment. However, to say that his DOJ didn't pursue an indictment on Hillary Clinton. For me, I look at it and I go, well, wait a minute. There's a cloud of suspicion amongst his his administration almost immediately going into his presidency. Nobody, not – listen, the bad part about it is is that Trump had the White House. We had the House. We, we had, had everything. And not, right, and nothing was done. And, and for me, I look at it and I go, four years later, it's proven that people in the sphere of Hillary Clinton really – maybe push this possibly so that she could shield herself from that actual part of being indicted herself. For me, that's okay. that's the crazy part about all of this. I got to tell you, you're you're the second person this week, Mike, to to raise that point. And and I appreciate it. And it's noted. And for those of you who who aren't tracking what Mike's saying, essentially, uh, Hillary Clinton was able to push the Steele dossier and all of that forward uh, in order to uh, make problems for Donald Trump so that he couldn't essentially pursue a prosecution of her. He had to worry about this. Now, I will say one of the weaknesses in the theory is that the Steele dossier and the Russia allegations were actually originally advanced by John McCain, not the Clinton campaign. Uh, and he bubbled them to serve. Now, the Clinton campaign certainly took them and run, ran with them on that, uh, but they, they did predate Hillary Clinton. But th- this is a theory that... Some people have, and, and that just, I think, speaks even worse for Donald Trump. If, if the theory is real, that that's actually a more damning indictment on Donald Trump's competency that he couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. That I mean, this is a man who, what does he do? He fights. That's what everyone says. He fights. 
and and the Hillary campaign was able to pull this forward so he couldn't fight. I mean, Jeff Sessions was the first major politician in America to support Donald Trump, to defend Donald Trump, to endorse him and embrace him and campaign with him. And Sessions is going to be so stymied by it. And Trump was able to put a lot of his acolytes inside the Department of Justice around uh, Sessions. And so all of them are so discombobulated by this allegation from Hillary. I mean, maybe maybe that's the case. Maybe that's why they couldn't pursue it. But then that's also it's a really damning indictment on Donald Trump that the man who fights uh, couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. He couldn't prosecute Hillary Clinton because uh, fear of a fake because of a fake allegation against him that he knew wasn't true and and everyone around him knew wasn't true but that that just that's a really I mean if that's the excuse there's no way the man should be president again because he dropped the ball his administration failed to pursue Hillary Clinton because of an allegation made by her that they all knew wasn't true that that's just I don't know that I would embrace that theory if I were a Trump supporter because it just makes him sound really, really incompetent. I don't want you to be incompetent. I want you to be competent. I I want you to be smart. I want you to be able to advocate for your positions. I want you to be able to advocate for limited government. You know, there's this great argument on the right these days over how do we advance limited government or do we even advance government? Do we just use the powers of government to benefit ourselves? And I would argue to you that um, I think that we as a people should fight to cut government and deprive the left of the powers of government by gutting the government. And a group that shares that belief with me is Americans for Prosperity. They believe in free markets and free people, and they believe a free people are more free when government is smaller. And they teach you how to advocate for small government. They've had over 200 legislative wins this year in state government, reducing state government. They fight at the federal, the state, and the local level. I'm a big fan of them. I hope you will sign up, be a team player with AFP. You go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up with them. They've got over 30 state chapters. They're growing state chapters around the country. Be a part of what Americans for Prosperity is building and be a better conservative activist. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Greetings, conversationalists. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. You know, there's a growing conundrum in America, one that's probably not easily solved. There's a growing body of research that more and more people wish their spouse to share their politics. Now, it's always been true that uh, men and women want to marry people who tend to see the world in the same way, but not necessarily fully aligned in politics. There were margins for disagreement. Those margins are narrower and narrower now. There's a piece in The Atlantic by my friend Brad Wilcox. Now political polarization comes for marriage prospects. And it turns out there's an interesting phenomenon happening in the country. Young men are becoming more conservative and young women are becoming more liberal. And as young men become more conservative and young women become more liberal, they're less and less to date each other, and you're more likely to have a whole bunch of singles. Marriage rates in America are falling fast. 
Many men and women are marrying later, and more and more people are never marrying at all. Marriage is in retreat for a host of reasons, but one overlooked cause is the rising difficulty many young people have finding a partner who meets all their requirements, emotional, physical, financial, and political. And the last requirement has become more important over time, with fewer Americans willing to date across the political aisle. You know, one of the the downside issues here for women in all seriousness is um, being single as a woman long term uh, and being involved in politics is the political choices and public policy choices made become different. Uh, men, even single men who are conservative, tend to place priorities on family. They, they still have this desire, and men can still make babies late in life while women cannot. Women who remain single over time begin to agitate for changes in social public policy. So I suspect over time you'll see more and more single women wondering, why are we paying for a public education system when I don't have kids? Why aren't we paying for things that would benefit me later in life? These these things will shake up over time. Um, I just I also find it fascinating that that single women are moving so much to the left so rapidly. Except there's one category of woman that's not, and that is a regular church going female tends to be moderate to conservative. It is the non church going female who goes from liberal to progressive. And uh, men in general go conservative to the right. But what's so interesting is that uh, conservative church-going men tend to be more willing to build bridges with people who do not see the world in the same way. There's actually there, there's something to be said for the institution of church in America, whether you're a believer or not, that it, it has in some ways tempered people as much as the left attacks evangelicalism and and Christians supporting Trump and the like, the overall body of research shows churches have been a very stabilizing influence in the country for marriage, for procreation, for society in general. And as they tend to fade and more Americans are unchurched, you see these greater societal divisions cropping up. It's just fascinating commentary to think about Um, what a post-Christian America looks like, whether you're a believer or not. Uh, the church itself has helped uh, build bridges and repair damage to society that uh, may now start getting damaged and be beyond repair as people retreat politically into tribes that can't be overcome by a concept of grace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.